Hi, and welcome to the Burley Brew Podcast. I'm Kelsey Deckert. I'm your horticultural agent for both Burley and Morton County. And today I'm here to talk to you about fall landscape cleanup. So our fall chores can lead to spring productivity. It's time to use the gloves, pruners, rakes, hose, and shovels for one last time. Trust me, you will definitely pat yourself on the back come next summer that you did. There's several things this time of year that we can do in our landscapes from the garden to the lawn to our trees just to overall better it for next year. So I'm going to start today with talking about some fall gardening practices that we can go ahead and do again to lead for higher productivity next year. The question is, it's fall, where do I start? So though there are many factors that contribute to the success of our garden, first and foremost, soil is the main factor for the best yields. Our soil contributes the nutrition that our fruits and vegetables need in order to grow. When the end of the season comes around and we clean out our gardens, rather than tossing out all the plant debris or material that you have in there, consider composting if you haven't already. Composting is a great way to give back to our soil and recycle any organic matter that we may have. So instead of our garbages getting all stinky from decomposing matter, we can go ahead and create a composting bin and again limit that smelliness to one area and you most likely if it's outside won't even smell it. When cleaning out our garden, we want to take any plant debris and compost it. Your compost bin doesn't have to be limited just to garden material. You can also use any types of leaves. Um, It's fall, so we've had a lot of leaves that have fallen on the ground. You can rake them up and put them in the compost bin. And also, if you're preparing or you have already done one last mowing in your yard, grass clippings. However, we do want to make sure to stay away from any disease materials and weeds. So if we are looking at some garden materials like tomatoes that may have had some blight or bacterial spot um, and we knew about it, we definitely don't want to put that back into the composting bin. We want to eliminate that totally. Also weeds. So typically this time of year and stuff, we'll find some weeds left over on the surface. We don't want to put those back in either because there could be some seeds in there that then again gives us an ongoing problem that we see every year. With the grass clippings the biggest thing that I have to caution people is if you are going to use grass clippings whether it's yourself or maybe your neighbor has grass clippings you need to make sure that they haven't been sprayed as there could be some herbicide residual that ends up in your garden next year. So like I'm showing in the picture on the left side Let's go ahead and add that stuff for nutrients next year. If we have seen disease, whether it's in our garden or on our trees, and we've decided to try to put that back in, just bag that up and dispose of that properly. Other things that will help with the composting bin and that you can do is every day, everybody has to eat. So if you are, you know, having some potato peels from making mashed potatoes or coffee grounds, all of that can be transplanted or put back into our composting bin as well. Now that the uh, surface debris has been removed, now we actually see our soil and again, what is revealed. So in this picture, obviously we can see some very good carrots growing, but right next to them weeds. And weeds are an ongoing problem and probably the biggest struggle that our gardeners have every year. So does it ever end? That seems to be the biggest question. Um, right now is a good time to get a jump start on talk, 
tackling the problem that will come inevitably next year. So how can we do that? Um, some things that we can do is obviously hand removing them. And in the growing active season of the garden, that is what we would recommend to do. But if you've removed everything, you could consider spraying the weeds that are still there with glyphosate, which is commonly sold as Roundup. Glyphosate will immobilize when it hits the soil line, so you don't have to worry about any residual come next year. A lot of times it's recommended if you are actually starting a garden in your lawn to round up a spot, like I said, use glyphosate um, to, to kind of kill off a spot of grass because it doesn't take long and you can be planting in the garden and getting that going. Fall is also the perfect time to evaluate this year's productivity. So let's go ahead and review it while it's fresh in our mind. And these are some questions that you should be asking yourself. You know, what varieties did I like better? Maybe if you participate in the North Dakota Home Garden Variety Trials, you obviously were a great researcher and you know which ones you've liked better. Maybe you had bond seeds or transplants from a store and, you know, were able to decide, okay, this one yielded better, this one had better flavor. Those are all questions to answer because then moving forward, you don't have to worry about trying different varieties if you know what you like. Did you have diseases? All right, so if we had diseases, what were the diseases? How did I go ahead and try to combat those diseases? Anytime you can make note of that, um, and obviously the weather is gonna play a huge factor in maybe the amount of disease or fungus we have in a garden, but making note of that will make you overall a better gardener and especially noting what has worked as far as, you know, managing that disease or fungus. Were insects prevalent in the garden and which ones were prevalent? Did you see white grubs? Did you see um, potato beetles? Did you have flea beetles? Again, just knowing what you had and the management tools you used is a great way to go ahead and go next year. And maybe it's even a good thing to think about on what to kind of anticipate for next year. What did I like about the layout of my garden? And then what needs to be changed? So obviously it's always recommended to go ahead and do crop rotation every year. But another thing that would be really good too is, you know, did you like that your lettuce was next to your carrots or what do you need to move? Um, and then again, after kind of evaluating those two questions, you can ask yourself, was my garden too much for me to handle or do I want to expand it? Maybe you fell in love with growing squash, zucchini, or pumpkins, and you know that they take a lot more space than maybe what you had this year. So just kind of evaluating this year's overall productivity and asking yourself those questions will help you better plan going into next year. Did everything thrive this year? So if a majority of the plants did not do well, it is a perfect time to get a soil test done. Why? Getting a soil test done in the fall is very beneficial as the lab typically isn't as busy this time of year. And also it's gonna give you time to make any amendments before spring. And even if you wait till spring to add maybe some fertilizer or something, at least you'll know what you need going into it as you have that soil test. So tree and shrub care in the fall. There are several things we can do in the fall for our trees and shrubs. Trees are very costly. And as I hear often from many public um, 
community members and stuff, North Dakota doesn't have enough of them. So if you love your trees, let's make sure to give them some care this fall as well. In the month of August, it's okay to drought stress their trees slightly um, as it helps harden them off for winter. But when September comes around, we want to be watering them weekly until freeze up. And the biggest question I get is how much water do I need? So it's recommended to have two gallons per inch of stem, di stem diameter for established trees. Um, newly planted trees need about 10 gallons per inch of its trunk diameter. And the easiest thing that I can always tell people is just to check for soil moisture. So go around those trees. If you stick your finger down a, a couple inches and it's moist, most likely your tree is doing well. If it's dry, then go ahead, give it a drink. Fall, we can go ahead and plant trees until about October 1st. And that would be October 1st kind of for this general area. It's It will slightly different depending on where you're located within the state. Um, and now we want to go ahead and wrap our trees to protect them from sun scalding and ro um, rodent damage. So as you can see in the picture here, like a white um, plastic wrap works really well. And people will ask me, well, what is, what is sun scalding? Sun scalding occurs when the temperatures warm up and we have full sun in the winter. So that sun and heat will cause the plant cells to become active. And then when that temperature drops, the cells will burst, leaving a crack or wound on the trunk of the tree. Depending on how much damage or sun scalding that has happened, it can definitely affect overall the uh, growth of your tree. Fall, we do not want to be fertilizing um, our trees. Like I stated a little bit earlier, we're trying to get them to harden off properly for winter, so we don't want to be encouraging any type of growth within our trees. Pruning trees and shrubs. So it is recommended to do pruning in the dormant season unless you have a disease or dead branch. Um, then you can do that throughout the growing season. If you do have a disease or dead branch, we wanna go ahead and prune that 10 to 12 inches back into the healthy wood. Um, that just kind of helps prevent it from spreading within the tree. But in general then, we are gonna go ahead and we can do our pruning during the dormant season. So dormant season is when they're not actively growing. So that would apply for our evergreens as well. Even though evergreens stay green in the winter, they're not active. We don't have to worry about um, fungus and disease within the winter or even insects. So first and foremost, um, NDSU has a great publication that you can look online for on some basic guidelines for pruning trees and shrubs. But in general, I always tell people like, let's go ahead and remove any branches that are rubbing on one another. That rubbing of the branches can potentially cause an open wound, which then would be an open entrance for any disease or fungus to come in. We want to remove any branches that could fall. So removing those branches will help limit any potential risk that there is. Again, if there's branches that are overhanging, you know, on your, maybe over your porch or towards the roof of your house or garage, let's prune those back too. We don't want to have that risk there. If you have boulevard trees and they're hanging over the sidewalk or maybe are in the way of you mowing, then again, we'll trim those back as well. Newly planted trees should not be pruned the first year. Um, 
at least for the first year. If we um, aren't pruning them, that's going to allow our our branches with foliage to remain and the more branches that the tree has, the more carbohydrates it will make during photosynthesis and the faster it will recover from transplanting shock. Pruning is gonna open up the canopy to more sunlight and airflow. Again, that's gonna help, especially if you have a tree that's very congested, disease and fungus can spread pretty fast within that tree. And then of course, pruning is gonna enhance your tree aesthetically. So maybe you were pruning to kind of keep a certain shape within your tree. Fall lawn care. All right, so we wanna sow seed until mid-September. So if we are putting any seed down, reseeding, mid-September is kind of our target date. Fall is gonna be the best time for fertilizing, targeting around Labor Day. Um, once we get kind of past that, again, we want our lawns so they can harden off properly and we don't want to be encouraging them to be actively growing. Fall is going to be the best time to spray for weeds. So as our lawns and those plants or the weeds that we have within our lawns start going dormant, they will take that chemical down into their root system, creating more of an effective kill. You can aerate in the fall if need be with a hollow tine or a core aerator. And then of course, you know, you can mow your lawn. We'll encourage you to mow your lawn short. So if you live in town, um, let's go ahead and do about two inches. If you're out of town or you have like a lower type maintenance, you can put your mower height to two and a half inches. And keeping it short will um, prevent any rodents and kind of harboring any of those insects or rodents that become quite the pests in the spring, especially like voles. We can go ahead and prune our ornamental grasses. Those should be cut down the, uh, during the dormant season before new growth, new growth starts. They will provide kind of a winter interest in the landscape. So you can, like I said, leave them until that new growth starts, which would be, of course, um, early, early spring. And then perennials, if you have any perennials or flower beds, we want those should always just kind of a general rule of thumb. Those should be divided in the season opposite of their bloom time. When we are pruning though, sanitation is key. So in order to prevent any disease going into next year, make sure you're practicing good gardening by being clean. So you wanna be sanitizing those pruners between each cut, whether it's on the trees or um, your perennials, anything that has shown signs of disease, because if you make that cut on a diseased tree and then you cut another branch, you've just spread that disease yourself. So some final touches um, to kind of finish off some of our fall landscape care is we want to go ahead and sharpen our garden tools and lastly put any oil on moving parts as well as putting a light coating of oil on wood handles. So wood barrels, rakes, shovels, all of that, and sharpening our tools and keeping them well conditioned is going to extend the longevity of them, which obviously is going to help us in the long run as well. So those are just some timely fall topics or timely fall tips for you um, in moving forward within your landscape. If you have any questions, please contact the Burley County Extension at 701 
221-621-6865. And thank you for joining us today on the Burley Brew Podcast.